0: He shivered as if he had cold, slimy water next his skin. That was mean of Wells to shoulder him into the square ditch because he would not swap his little snuff box for Wells' seasoned hacking chestnut, the conqueror of forty. How cold and slimy the water had been! A fellow had once seen a big rat jump into the scum. Mother was sitting at the fire with Dante waiting for Bridget to bring in the tea. She had her feet on the fender, and her jewelly slippers were so hot, and they had such a lovely warm smell. Dante knew a lot of things. She had taught him where the Mozambique Channel was, and what was the longest river in America, and what was the name of the highest mountain in the moon. Father Arnol knew more than Dante because he was a priest, but both his father and Uncle Charles said that Dante was a clever woman and a well read woman. And when Dante made that noise after dinner and then put up her hand to her mouth, That was heartburn. A voice cried far out on the playground, All in! Then other voices cried from the lower and third lines, All in! All in! The players closed around, flushed and muddy, and he went among them, glad to go in. Roddy Kickham held the ball by its greasy lace. A fellow asked him to give it one last, but he walked on without even answering the fellow. Simon Moonan told him not to because the prefect was looking. The fellow turned to Simon Moonan and said, We all know why you speak. You are Maglade, Suck. Suck was a queer word. The fellow called Simon Moonan that name because Simon Moonan used to tie the prefect's false sleeves behind his back, and the prefect used to let on to be angry. But the sound was ugly. Once he had washed his hands in the lavatory of the Wicklow Hotel, and his father pulled the stopper up by the chain after, and the dirty water went down through the hole in the basin. And when it had all gone down slowly, the hole in the basin had made a sound like that. Suck. Only louder. To remember that and the white look of the lavatory made him feel cold and then hot. There were two cocks that you turned and water came out. Cold and hot. He felt cold and then a little hot. And he could see the names printed on the cocks. That was a very queer thing. And the air in the corridor chilled him too. It was queer and wettish. But soon the gas would be lit, and in burning it made a light noise like a little song. Always the same, and when the fellows stopped talking in the playroom you could hear it. It was the hour for sums. Father Arnol wrote a hard sum on the board, and then said, Now then, who will win? Go ahead, York. Go ahead, Lancaster. Stephen tried his best, but the sum was too hard, and he felt confused. The little silk badge with the white rose on it that was pinned on the breast of his jacket began to flutter. He was no good at sums, but he tried his best so that York might not lose. Father Arnall's face looked very black, but he was not in a wax. He was laughing. Then Jack Lawton cracked his fingers, and Father Arnall looked at his copybook and said, Right! Bravo, Lancaster! The red rose wins! Come on now, York! Forge ahead! Jack Lawton looked over from his side. The little silk badge with the red rose on it looked very rich because he had a blue sailor top on. Stephen felt his own face red too, thinking of all the bets about who would get first place in elements, Jack Lawton or he. Some weeks Jack Lawton got the card for first, and some weeks he got the card for first. His white silk badge fluttered and fluttered as he worked at the next sum and heard Father Arnall's voice. Then all his eagerness passed away and he felt his face quite cool. He thought his face must be white because it felt so cool. He could not get out the answer for the sum, but it did not matter. White roses and red roses, those were beautiful colors to think of. And the cards for first place and second place and third place were beautiful colors too. Pink and cream and lavender, lavender and cream and pink roses were beautiful to think of. Perhaps a wild rose might be like those colors, and he remembered the song about the wild rose blossoms on the little green place. But you could not have a green rose. But perhaps somewhere in the world you could. The bell rang, and then the classes began to file out of the rooms and along the corridors towards the refectory. He sat looking at the two prints of butter on his plate, but could not eat the damp bread. The tablecloth was damp and limp but he drank off the hot, weak tea which the clumsy Scullion girl with a white apron poured into his cup. He wondered whether the Scullion's apron was damp, too, or whether all white things were cold and damp. Nasty Roche and Soren drank cocoa that their people sent them in tins. They said they could not drink the tea, that it was hogwash. Their fathers were magistrates, the fellows said.